sweet. All right, um, I had notes. Here we are. Okay, cool. Um, I guess the this is you've probably been asked this a thousand times when you're doing these interviews, but how did um, I guess how did Rome Hero Foxes come together? Who approached who when you guys were um, starting up the group and uh, led you to the lineup you have today? Um, it's it's always such a funny story to tell because it's really like weird how we got together. I think or unique rather. Um, it kind of stemmed from an old band that was started in junior high by me. I was about like 13 at the time, and um, I had some members like Emilio and my friend Matt, and uh, those were like the two members that kind of transferred over to Rome Hero. Um, I've known them since like, like I said, like junior high. Uh, Matt actually left the band uh, about two years ago now. Um, so now Emilio's kind of only the surviving member. Uh, but when Rome Hero was being started, I kind of just wanted to start a new band. I wanted to be going for a more specific genre and direction. So I put out a Facebook status, like anybody would, around this time period. And I was like, who wants to join a band that does this, this, and that, tours, like, yeah, the whole yards, everything. And um, I kind of just got hit up by by everybody who wanted to be involved in it. Um, some people, some of the members I knew, like personally, like our drummer, Adrian, I actually, he is a drummer that I used to play with in my church band when I was playing for the, the youth group when I was like 14. So our chemistry was already like unbreakable from uh, performing live together. So I added him on, uh, Matt and Emilio just automatically transferred over from you know, the old band to this new project. And then Michael, we added him in. Uh, he actually reached out to me as a mutual friend. Uh, or something like we met up, hung out and discussed, you know, what I wanted, what kind of music I wanted to make. And then we just became best friends ever since that. So he was kind of only the new member involved. But it's funny, actually, I met Matt and Emilio on Facebook as well, because it was the same thing with Split the Sky when I put out a status, and I was just like, I want to start a band, and <laughs> I didn't really know them. They went to a different school, or at least Matthew did. Um, Emilio I knew through a mutual friend, and that's just kind of mostly how Rome Hero came to be uh, over the internet. Honestly, it's really funny. Um, and then now we have a new addition, Andrew, and Andrew I also met over the internet. He lives or he lived in South Carolina. He recently just moved down here to join the band full time. Um, but he was a mutual in this like Facebook shit posting group that I was in. And <laughs> of course, when there's shit posting involved, there's some bonding happening. And just throwing around a bunch of fucking crap on the internet. Yep. <laughs> no, it said I know exactly what you're talking about too. So that's why I'm laughing. <laughs> Um, well, that's great. That's that's awesome, and it sounds like it's it's cool what technology can do now with being able to bring people together for projects. Oh, definitely. Yeah. How would you say that? Because <clears throat> obviously, you guys put out a new record very recently, eighteen summers. How would, given that you've, you're you're the founding member of this thing, how would you say that you guys have that or that the project has grown? sonically and maybe songwriting wise um from for when you're falling backwards to 18 summers because that's two years and there there's enough time in there that 
things can change. Obviously, you've had lineup changes and things like that, but I, I guess in your opinion, how would you say you guys have grown? Um, In so many ways, honestly. Um, it's really been, like, to me personally, overlooking everything, I, I've always seen, like, just immense potential in our band. It's just always been, like, you know, we come, we don't come from, like, a Seattle-type scene or, like, a punk scene. You know, like, one of those really organic, like, have-to-be-there scenes. Mm-hmm. We just were a bunch of goofy kids from the suburbs that listened to the music that came out of those scenes, and we wanted to recreate it and make it our own. Um, so it was a lot of just stumbling over, trying to find the right resources and people to dig out that potential we've always had in our songwriting and our band. Um Obviously, we're in a different um, genre in our uh, last release, uh, For When You're Falling Backwards. Mm-hmm. Uh, back then, it was when we were a lot more angsty as a band. Um, <laughs> and being the primary songwriter, that like that was the direction that I chose for us to go because it was what I was listening to. I was listening to a lot of, a lot like Birds, a lot of um, Harvard, a lot of Dance Gavin Dance from Indian Lakes and moving mountains and all these other bands and it just kind of meshed all together in my style i was gonna what i was the best at emulating and stuff um so when you're falling backwards is way more of an attempt to make something as sort of a tribute or recreation of what inspired me at the time listening i mean but with that being said music is just what when people make music it's based off what they listen to always almost always yeah um and I just feel like this time it's it's we're really able to put a lot more of ourselves and our like grounded found like our our grounded influences into it rather than just what I was into. Um, and the way that it happened too is kind of like weird in a way. I mean we're we weren't like kicked out of the scene necessarily, but we kind of just exited it because we just weren't we didn't really thrive in that scene at all. We're we we're kind of faced with a lot of roadblocks and popularity contests and who screams enough and just all that childish crap. So we were just like, I was just like, I want to make music that really like gets me somewhere that this scene or niche can't really like grab onto, you know? And with that, you have to like completely recreate your foundation. And then, uh, around that time too, after California falling backwards, we had Emilio and Matthew leave the band. Uh, Emilio's recently rejoined, but he left because he was, He'd been in Norway for three years, and uh, you know when he moved back, he went right back to college, and it just it, it wasn't working out. And now he's back in Houston, and he's playing with us full time, so it's good to have him back in. But after, you know initially after that, it was left down to me, Michael, and Adrian. And then we, you know, our contract with S Records that we were put onto by Kurt Travis was ending and we were just kind of like, you know, where do we go from here? Where do we want to resign? Do we want to like resubmit ourselves into the scene or do we want to like, now that we lost two members and shit like that, do we really want to think harder about where we want to be as a band and where our goal is and where our intentions are lying in music? Um, so we just kind of started like listening to a lot of different music and music we already did listen to. Uh, a lot of the material on 18 Summers I actually wrote five years ago. Wow. Uh, songs like, yeah, songs like Don't Close the Door and Break Your Own Bones existed in a side project that I made specifically as an overflow project for material that I was writing that was nowhere near what I was writing at the time for for Rome Hero. Because Rome Hero was like, oh, here's a post-hardcore song, you know? 
and when I wrote these indie pop songs, I was like, damn, I love this song. I really like it, but it's not, it's obviously not what we are right now. So it'd be weird yeah. to put it out. So then, you know, this was just my chance to follow more through with, with those things that I set out for myself like five years ago. And those are, uh, those are honestly songs I felt I had to try less on. I think they're more honest to my, my, uh, dynamic and my writing technique and stuff like that. So it was really cool to revisit that, that style as a whole and kind of take what I did five years ago and run with it now, you know, like reimagine some things and like take influence from newer stuff and older stuff, all these ideas and shit like that. I just finally got to bring them out, which really makes it way more of a personal record to me. Was there ever any hesitation in your mind when you were making that transition from more angsty, like the dance Gavin dance, a lot like bird style into, um, into the, the sound the the more indie sound that's on 18 summers where it was there ever any hesitation or worry that you were going to get like more hit back there or whatever the proper term for that is that it was going to, people were going to look at the band differently and like maybe not in the best way. Like, I guess what was going through your mind and was there any, was there any fear about it or did it, or did you, were you just like, no, I'm all in? Uh, it was a little bit of both. I'd definitely be lying if there wasn't, if I would say that there's, there wasn't any, you know, anxiety going into it because we already made such a strong fan base, not just people who are fans of our music, but people who are really like indebted to our music, people who really take our words and our, like our music and the atmosphere that we set forth in our sound then. And like, it really helped them move, them some places out of their lives and stuff and it was just a big leap kind of trying to um think about ourselves you know like not like think about what the fans want to hear and just give them that it was more of like what we wanted ourselves to be like a personal decision on you know what we wanted to really sound like as a band so uh but for the most part i mean it could have been way worse you know we could have put it we could have not like articulated on what we wanted to do enough and it could have came out a different way yeah and you know, of course, you can't help people who just will, like flat out won't like it or won't like it as the old stuff. But um, yeah, we really just stuck with it, and we were just really stubborn on it. Where we were just like, I don't, I don't want to mess with that anymore. You know, that's just that's not us. Because we also wrote that material when we were all like seventeen and shit like that. And there's just yeah a lot of different. It came from a like not necessarily an immature place, but a naive place, and it wasn't as organic as, and true to ourselves as people so i feel like this record's really like putting it out as we're we've grown up a lot more just like and that shows as how we've grown up as people through our music you know so at the end of the day despite our anxiety we knew that this you know it's just part of growing up like anything else is and you just kind of have to move on with things and i'm glad we did it's the um the feedback's been amazing honestly we haven't had like nearly any criticism about things you know there's some people that are like oh i miss the old rome hero and shit like that but then you know and there always there's will be still a lot of material on this new record that kind of hints and calls back to some of the uh aggression that we used to have on our older stuff yeah i was gonna mention earlier when you said that you were influenced by dance gavin dance because it was pitched to me, you guys are pitched to me as an indie act and then i heard there was a transition in one of the songs and i'm just like Oh man, I definitely think they listened to that band because it just very it sounded very like Will Swan like and I that that answered my question perfectly when you said that I was like, "Oh, now it makes sense." Yeah, no, there's definitely a lot of 
trails that are um, still like from our old stuff. <laughs> you know, I I'm still appreciative enough of like those influences to where I will let them into my music because it just I, I everything that we did on this record just came very naturally, and I think it's really cool that I was able to leave in some of my post-hardcore uh, intentions and kind of reimagine them into a different, happier, more optimistic tone. So I'm really proud that I articulated on that and that we did a good job kind of like making a middle ground. It's like the perfect stepping stone for our band. Like it wasn't too experimental. It wasn't too like different. There was still like, it was still like, oh, this is still Rome Hero Foxes. Like this is a Rome Hero Foxes song, you know? Mm-hmm. We still have that identity, that source of identity. Yeah. Um, do you think that, well, let me ask you this. So when you see a lot of bands now that were getting, they were starting to like gain notoriety and attention when they were writing those songs at age 17 and 18, particularly within post-hardcore, particularly within indie and within those genres, are you a band that's adverse to playing and embracing older material or is that like, is that something you would ever do down the line or is it you really trying to break away from uh, what you guys used to do. Like, it's just, it's it's an interesting, it, it's just interesting to see the way that people react to their older stuff when it comes to a live performance. Yeah, I totally agree. And it's really weird because I grew up as a music fan harboring those same ideals, you know, when bands would do something new on the record, and I would still have that kind of sour taste in my mouth where it's like, damn, this is cool, but like, fuck, nothing beat like, what they did on that last record. Like, that's just unbeatable. Like, it's almost sad that it can't be created again. Yeah. Um, but the more I've kind of grown up as an artist, it's brought in that perspective where it's like, oh, now I can see why they, like, moved on, you know? Like, they can't just do that same breakdown or that same vocal line forever and shit like that. Um, but I would definitely say we, unfortunately, are moving far away from that. And it's not necessarily just because we don't identify with the songs there. It's, like, mostly... Um, like I said, it was literally like, how post-hardcore can we be? So it was, it's all the songs are written down to a factor where like, how busy can the guitar parts be? How difficult can this be? How high can my vocal range be? And now it's like catching up to me where I'm growing older and I'm writing softer material and stuff where it's just, I can't even perform those songs the same way I did. Yeah. Like, I can't ever see us playing the opening track for when you're falling backwards, like ever again, live. like, <laughs> That's literally, if you want to know where the top of my range is, like, that note that I hit in the chorus is it. And, like, I would have to go through a lot of trouble in uh, coaching to get back to that point. So it's also just more of, like, it's not healthy for the band to perform some of that material just because of how difficult it is for us. And we just have a lot more fun playing this material, you know? we've You have to take into account when a band puts out a record, they've already been listening to their own songs for two to three years prior to yep. this release. So by the time the record's already out, everybody's kind of sick of some songs and shit like that. So we're just trying to move on. We're already trying to write new material and stuff. And it's it's way more bridging from the new uh, ideas that we presented on this album, leaving behind some of the ones we brought in from the last record before it. So now we're kind of in the point where we're trying to make the move, the, the clean break away from that. Um, but I mean, it's still all ideas just floating around in my head. So I got to get with the guys soon after we're out of this fucking cycle because it's just been so stressful. We haven't had time to even think about writing new material, obviously. Um, But yeah, that's pretty much where I stand on that. For sure. 
Um, we'll wrap this up with uh, two final questions. Uh, this one is a question that I ask as a, to preface it. I ask this to every artist that I interview. It's a super broad question, but um, off the top of your head, what does music mean to you? Oh, man. So many things, honestly. Um, it's just like, it's more than... I'm a huge critic on music, you know? I listen to music to really feel something whether it is, like, casual joy or just, like, easy listening. Like, I like hearing new ideas when I listen to music. And my personal taste doesn't really harbor anything that's, like, if I can find something else that's like it, like, I won't really listen to it. Um, you know, like, there's a lot of bands in that dance cab and dance team that kind of all sound the same to me. So it's hard for me to enjoy it because it's just, it's, it just bores me. I don't know. I, I like being excited with new music. I like hearing, like, well, okay, this band totally could have played it safe and did this, but, like, they, like, created this entire monster. And, um, but, you know, that's just with me writing music and listening to it. Um, but at the end of the day, it's, it's, it's something I can't explain. Like, sometimes I write a lot of material that it's, like, I don't even know how it came for me. It's so overpowering. It's, like, it's literally an extension of myself um, that I can't even, like really comprehend like it's just kind of like you black out when you write these songs and you just kind of become this this alter ego of yourself where you're like able to sing about things that you don't even want to talk about and it just you can't help it from coming out like vomit and i just i love i'm addicted to that (laughs) vomiting in in music where i just kind of pour my heart out into things because you know everybody's got their own way of dealing with things and coping with stuff but I just kind of bottle it all up and wait for the, uh, you know, the next material, the next set of chords to match the, the lyrics and thoughts to you. Last question um, is in regards to the new record. I'm trying to finish these episodes with um, whenever I interview a musician with music. Um, if you had to pick a song from 18 Summers that is either a personal favorite, maybe best represents the tone of the album, what would it be and why? Damn. See, that's so hard because, like, <laughs> we're, we're a band where we're never okay with being, like, we, we look at all the songs that we put on the track list and we're like, is anybody going to get bored at any point during yeah. this album? So this song needs to be scrapped, you know? So all these 10 songs are songs that we fall in love with. And if you look at our discography before then, we have two EPs that kind of serve as giving up all the stuff that wasn't enough for the overall direction that you see on 18 summers yeah um so when it comes to picking a favorite it's like these 10 songs were like literally chosen out of 30 others some that made it and some that didn't um but i would say that uh it's come down to between two songs that are very different from the rest of the record that are kind of standout tracks to the band at least and how we wrote them um it would be either san Junipero or uh the closing track good for you okay i think those are both just like world in our own music that we have never touched before like there's a lot of different like landscapes and stuff that were set forward that are just like when we wrote the song as a demo we just didn't picture it ending up as like one of its own thing as it did so um either of those two songs i know san Junipero is more popular so we'll probably go with that one but if you're uh if you're down to put in that like that <laughs> i guess that uh that deep cut the last song and that's cool too I think a lot of people would like that song 
Awesome. Sounds good, man. Well, um, that was that was it. Um, I hope I got you out on time before the said you had something at 3 p.m. So I want to make sure you get to that. Um, it was great talking to you, and I will um, I'll send this over when it's ready to go. Yeah, awesome, man. Thank you so much. I'm sorry I had a time crunch or anything. I mean, no, you're all good. Question if you want to imply, I got I got a, a good couple more minutes. Like I said, I could be a little late to this uh, thing. No, but, you're um, you're all good, dude. Um, I, I got everything and, uh, this turned out really well and I will, um, yeah, it should be, it should be going up, uh, relatively soon. So I'll just, uh, send you a link and, uh, we'll get it live from there. But yeah, it did. It was great. It was really great talking to you. Um, and, um, looking forward to seeing what comes from you guys in the future. Awesome. Thank you so much, Jared. Thank you for your time. No worries, man. Take care. All right. You too. Bye. See ya.